I had a fun idea for a video game today, and I'm really sad that it will never exist. I was riding the ferry back from Bainbridge, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about Grey's Anatomy, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, he rode the ferry all the time. They always talk about the ferry boats, and you're looking at the yeah, Seattle yeah. skyline, and it's the exact shot that they show, like, five times an episode. And mm-hmm. I was like, wouldn't it be fun to have, like, a weird dating sim rpg gray's anatomy game i'm like that sounds so fun whoa like would there be like medical stuff in it yeah like the thing that you do the whole day is like you be a doctor and there's like cases that come in and out and whatever and like that's the most of the gameplay but then also you date all the doctors and maybe also the patients and okay yeah yeah bridget yeah we need to start our own gaming studio for shondaland Yes, because right? my big video game idea is Bridgerton, the video game, <gasps> oh, and yours is Grey's Anatomy, the <laughs> the video game. <laughs> Those would both like kill. I, I, I know they mean. would, and I want to. I them. know they would. I want to play them so yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah, I I know that they would. Sorry, my gain is like out of control right now. Sorry, I'm just adjusting it really quick. That's okay. Because I was saying stuff and it was like really big. <laughs> It's because um, you're excited about it. I am. <laughs> I am. Okay, Grey's Anatomy video game, Bridgerton video game, TM, 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 TM. Yeah. I think it would be so good. I just, I, I. The property of Bridget and Maddie, you cannot steal this game. You cannot. Yeah. But also, <laughs> if anyone wants to IMS and offer But also, your sh- if you have a Shondaland <laughs> connection <laughs> and you have game dev skills, Please. hit us up. <laughs> I want to. I just. I just want to have like the choice to date McDreamy or McSteamy, or you know, date a patient and cause chaos. Like that sounds so fun. I just want to do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's mm-hmm. uh, these games would be. I, I really think that they would actually do super well. I think they would. I think that we're missing the the genre of games that women want to play that aren't just cozy games. I think we're missing yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Like, I want I want a, a game that's not I love cozy games, but I want a game that's not cozy. I want a game that's like sassy. I don't know. Sassy. Yeah. Sexy. Sexy, yes. I, I feel can... like Bridgerton by nature would probably be a cozy game. TM TM TM. Welcome to Batty Breakdowns, where we hang out, have fun, and play games all the way to the end. Kind of. Today, we're kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Today, we're going to talk about The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We'll give you the breakdown from its creation to its critical reception, and then we'll take you on a deep dive into the game as we share our own experiences and opinions while playing it. Then we'll close with if we recommend it, who we recommend it to, and our personal rating. With that, let's torture some Karaks. <laughs> I see Do you we're know going, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. And I see we're going heavy today. 
Have you seen all those like TikToks? They're so sad. They're literally. I have not personally done it, except I did accidentally like partially drown one as I was trying to get it across the river. But that's but that was an accident. I have accidentally shot one off the mountain, but I didn't mean to. It wasn't on purpose. (laughs) But I didn't mean to. A little preview right there into this game. Yeah. Description. Okay, Bridget. Game description. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know if I'm just so tired that I cannot figure out how to work the Nintendo website, but I tried to find their description on their site, and I couldn't find one, and then I finally found one on a very cool, like, fancy page on Zelda.com, so that's the description that we're reading today, but I couldn't actually find one. Why did they not have... I couldn't find one on their PDPs, or their, uh, what is it, product details pages for folks that... Yeah. I don't know how what people normally call it. I My know. brain just game game details pages. But I looked up yeah. the store page where I could purchase it, and I literally it didn't have a description on it. It's just like this is Zelda. Eat it. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a move. It's a move. <laughs> like you should know what this is otherwise why are you here or maybe my page didn't load either way it didn't have text on it so I gave up which is a little silly okay you just have to scroll down quite a ways I scroll I thought I scrolled down far enough but I guess I didn't it's not it's not that good do you want me to read it sure or do you want to read yours? Wait, no. I'll read mine, and then you tell me okay. if it's fancier or if it's okay. exactly the same. Okay. Okay. Explore the vast land and skies of Hyrule. An epic adventure awaits in the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom game, only on the Nintendo Switch system. In this sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild game, you'll decide your own path through the sprawling landscapes of Hyrule and the mysterious islands floating in the vast skies above. Can you harness the power of Link? Can you harness? Can you harness the power of Link's new abilities to fight back against the malevolent forces that threaten the kingdom? And that's it. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, Is that the same ready? as the one on the other page? You ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Explore the vast land and skies of Hyrule. An epic adventure awaits in the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, only on the Nintendo Switch system. A great, so exactly the same. Wait, is, yes. Does it just end there, or is there a, is the second paragraph? No, no, no. In this sequel, okay. literally, it's the same. In this okay, sequel, okay, The Legend okay. of Zelda. Blah, blah, blah. So that's the description, TLDR for everybody. This is Breath of the Wild 2. That's all you need to know. That's, that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. Yeah. And Maddie, you did actual creation and whatever today and so I didn't have to which was exciting because I was so busy this week so take it away (laughs) all right so how it was made I actually have kind of two parts I have Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild has more content about how it was made Mm -hmm. and I think it really connects with Tears of the Kingdom but I will start with obviously Tears of the Kingdom is developed by Nintendo in Japan. Right. And the main leads are, uh, oh boy, these names. I'm going to try my best. Are Aiji Aonuma. He is the main producer for Tears of the Kingdom, and he Mm -hmm. was also the main producer for Breath of the Wild. This is the same case for all of these people. All of these people are coming back from Breath of the Wild. Cool. Uh, The director is Hideomaro... Fuji Bayashi. The technical director is Takuhiro Dota. Mm-hmm. The art director is 
Satoru Takizawa. And then the last, like, main person is the sound director, mm-hmm. Hajime Wakai. Hajime Wakai? That sounds yeah. like a real name. Yeah. Oh, boy. I really struggled with that. <laughs> I apologize in advance to anyone who actually knows how to pronounce these names. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I apologize. Those are the main people. Um, and then typically, like, in Japanese culture, I notice that, like, in the interviews and stuff, and I mean, I guess we do this, too, they're referred to by their last name, mm. primarily. Okay. So I'm going to do that. So the whole idea behind Breath of the Wild is the director and the producer, Aonuma, mm. wanted to break the conventions of Zelda. And... They had the, like, Zelda studio in Japan, and pretty much they tasked the whole team, like, everyone, with that challenge. Like, how would you break the conventions of a Zelda game? Mm -hmm. And that, all of those pitches from all over the studio came in to the leads, and they got a lot of really good creative suggestions that was a really good starting point for making Breath of the Wild and have it be like a very new and fresh Zelda game. And one of the fun facts is that somebody said that their idea was that UFOs would invade (laughs) and then Link would have to fight like literal UFOs and like aliens. I love that. I would want, or I would play that. Yeah. And there was an element of them stealing all the cows. (laughs) And, like, the cows getting, like, sucked up. You know, there, was, very an, funny. there was an old Spyro game where that literally happened. And they had okay. they had UFOs and it was literally sucking up cows and you had to go rescue the cows. So I think that person just loved Spyro. I'm, I'm just going to go with that. That's canon Okay, now. I believe it. And then the technical director was saying that one of the big limitations with Breath of the Wild and, like, a technical challenge is... It ended up being this huge open world that you explore seamlessly, mm-hmm. but they not only had to make it for the Switch, which is already like a yeah. lower powered device, but at the time, I don't know if you remember, they also had to make it for the Wii U. Oh, I didn't realize that this is also on the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it they had to like, that was like very technically challenging. Yep. And wow, then, I'm surprised they did that like at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it came out when, and the Wii U is like apparently like a big failure of a console. Oh, I, super I don't, fail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't remember it. So. I think it's like the only Nintendo system that I skipped, like since I started buying Nintendo. That's so That's true. I yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a GameCube, a Wii, and then a Switch. And then like all of the Game Boy. All the handheld. Ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't speak today. I've given up. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> podcast people. <laughs> I can't speak today. Um, okay. So one of the main design goals when they started, uh, so they knew they wanted to make it open world and they knew they wanted to kind of have it be this like very like rewarding exploration game. Right. And one of the other main things that they were tasked with doing is they wanted to add creative ways for the user to take advantage of that open world. So for example, when there's a lightning storm, your metal weapon starts sparking and it might frustrate the player at first because they might die, but then Mm -hmm. 
the player can realize, oh, I can use this to my advantage and throw, if there's a rainstorm, I can throw something metal at an enemy and then defeat them that way. And then you feel really accomplished. And mm-hmm. so it kind of was around, like, it really centered around these, like, creative ways to utilize the world. I watched this, like, whole documentary series that I'll link to in the notes, as always. But they wanted to make sure that if you saw something that looked suspicious, mm-hmm. when you went and investigated, there would be something rewarding there. And there would be a discovery there. So, like, yeah. rewarding people, like, seeing something that's like, ooh, that might be something. And then actually rewarding them for doing that and rewarding that, like, discovery gameplay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the map of Hyrule and Breath of the Wild is actually modeled after Kyoto, which is the city that they're based in, like Nintendo's is headquartered in. I had no idea that that... And that's also the size. So that's also how they sized the world, because they were like, walking all the way across Hyrule should feel as exhausting as walking like all the way across a city. (laughs) And so I thought that was really fun. And I didn't know that. Were the actual like towns and places things that actually exist in Kyoto or no? It was like general neighborhoods apparently, but not like one-to-one, obviously, because there's not like a volcano. (laughs) (laughs) There isn't a giant death volcano in the middle of Kyoto? I guess I wouldn't know. Maybe there would have been. I don't know. Oh gosh, there's so many fun facts. The sound director talked about how he wanted to center the score around piano and Mm -hmm. the instrument like piano which hadn't been done before in like a Zelda soundtrack and also make yeah. it more ambient versus exciting or in your face. And he also used, it's really cool in the documentary, he used uh, like fully, do you know like fully technique for sound yeah. design? Yeah. Yeah. So they use that for creating like all of the steps and, and noises that you hear. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I it showed him like doing imp- the like link steps and he has like uh, each character has their own unique set step. No, with like yeah. different like items with mm-hmm. different that's so cool. With mm-hmm. different material. I love that. That's well, so each fun. of the main characters. Yeah. 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 If they did it for every single side character, I would be a little bit disappointed in their use of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That can't be done. Um and then I'm gonna do one more fun fact the art director talked about how he was struggling with how to display dubious food because he didn't want it to be actually gross and then that's when someone suggested pixelating it Um, and so that's why like dubious food is pixelated because he had like been experimenting and then it was just actually gross and he's like i don't want this to be actually gross and then one last fun fact sorry is the director, the sound director, also recomposed Rivali's theme music, the bird mm-hmm. guy from the first one, mm-hmm. to make him more likable. I don't know if you remember, but he had like kind of an attitude. Yeah, and I do so they the they recomposed his music to try to make him more likable. That that is both interesting, and now I want to listen to them side by side so I can actually see for myself. Like, is it really different? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So. Tears of the Kingdom. That's what, And now I'm coming back to Tears of the Kingdom. Right. <laughs> so that was a little bit about Breath of the Wild. And I wanted to go over it because it really like... Tears of the Kingdom is a very true sequel. Same people that I mentioned before are all involved. Mm-hmm. And they did an interview about kind of how they approached Tears of the Kingdom. And their core concept was they wanted to stay in Hyrule and have... And build on top of it. 
And instead mm-hmm. of focusing on a new setting, focus on how can we make the gameplay and have new discoveries and make your make make players feel that same sense of like wonder and surprise in a world that you're already familiar with, which is actually yeah. quite challenging, like but exciting thing for them to approach. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I can definitely see that in the game. Like, I know we'll dig into it a little bit more, but I definitely see that. Yeah. And uh, Fujibayashi specifically, who's the director that I mentioned, he was very stuck on making a game where you could be in the sky and dive into water seamlessly. He was, like, very obsessed with that like, concept. that's what the goal yes. is for this. And okay, you know what? I see it. <laughs> all of these people had been working on Zelda games for a long time, and he had been wanting to do that for, like, multiple iterations since Skyward Sword, but I, I don't know what Skyward Sword is, but... <gasps> Daddy. I know. I'm sorry. Wait, what? Is, is Breath of the Wild your first Zelda game? No. Um, I... So I watched my brother play Ocarina of Time. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Oh, my God. That's so sad and happy that you finally made your way into it, but sad because there's so many good ones. I know. I, 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 need to, I need to play the And you owned, like, ones. a GameCube. You owned a Wii, and you never played Twilight Princess. Well, you owned Game Boys and you never played like okay, I was about to say the Minish Cat, but I think everyone hates Minish Cat, but I love it, so whatever I'll say it anyway. But, I think it's just a like unfortunate side effect of the time we grew up in when when I was younger, like video mm. games were kind of more for boys. Mm. The video games that I played like on my Game Boy was um Mario. I was obsessed with Mario. Yep. And uh on the GameCube Animal Crossing. I did also play Animal Crossing on my GameCube. I think I lucked out in that the my brother played a lot of games. And one of the mm-hmm. things that we really liked doing was playing games together. Uh, we would play Kirby Air Ride. Like it was this weird fantasy game. We would make up stories and just like fly around in it. And so I played pretty much everything he played. And he played everything that I played. And so we got like a fun mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now I'm realizing how like special that was you know yeah. that i got the chance to do that but you should go back and play them they're still really really yeah. good yeah yeah i will i mean maybe I we can do it for lot. the show once yeah yeah <gasps> yes we can pick one i'll pick a well remember one. my pitch of nostalgia november yeah we should do it okay yeah, yeah. we can still mm-hmm. do nostalgia november the last things that i wanted to mention and i'm just throwing a bunch of like fun facts about the development because i thought they were really <laughs> pew, fun pew, and pew, interesting pew, pew, pew. yeah <laughs> The technical director was like, we could actually make the like skies to water thing happen because we didn't have to worry about the Wii U this time. So that was a really big like mm-hmm. reason why they were able to add so much more, which I'm actually quite shocked by because the Switch is not that powerful of it's a machine. Not, it's just like yeah. the technology is amazing. Technology yeah. is amazing. <laughs> okay, so for the music, the sound director, if you note... I did not notice this, but in Breath of the Wild, when things go from night to day, the music mm-hmm. tempo gets faster, and then it starts mm-hmm. slowing down as night approaches, and it gets slower, and then it starts speeding up that. as day approaches. Yeah. It's like very subtle stuff that's like super yeah. cool. 
And yeah. for this one, he really wanted the music when you go from the ground to the sky to transition really seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And the technical director was like, that was one of like the biggest challenges is because like, when do you decide when the sky starts? I just haven't ever thought of that before. <laughs> and I just thought that was really fun. Like what? A, did what a thing did to they think explain about. when they decided? Did they explain like how they figured it out? I want to no. know so bad now. I guess we'll just have to pay attention know. in the game. You're right. Now I kind of want to go play and be like, okay, win, win, win. Oh, there, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. The interview that I had read by with all of them. Um, one of the last questions is like, what do you want players to take away from Tears of the Kingdom or like pay attention to? Mm-hmm. And so these are kind of the responses. Uh, the realism in the game um, was one that the uh, sound director was really proud of because mm-hmm. he added in Tears of the Kingdom compared to the first one, he added a lot more like spatial sound. So mm-hmm. if you hear a bird call, it actually sounds like a bird call like in the distance and it's in the direction that the bird is in. Whereas in the first one, you just like kind of more flatly hear the bird call. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. The producer talked about how he was really looking forward to, and this is the one that I was excited to tell you about. He was like, my best case scenario when this game comes out is I want two friends to go play the game and then talk to each other about it <laughs> and not know not know what each other is talking about because they did completely different things in their own way. Ooh, I guess we'll find out if we met that native for too much the same person. Yeah. But I thought that was really, like, cute that, that he fun. was, like, it's I love cute. the idea of two people talking about the game and just, like, not even knowing what, what each other is talking about. Actually, that's so funny because I was reading through Reddit threads today as I was getting, like, the critical reception stuff out. And there were so many comments of people talking about stuff. And I'm, like, dragon scales? I want you to get dragon pieces. Where are dragons? <laughs> Where are the dragons? You didn't what? see them, like, in the distance? They were going? I think I... Oh, I guess I saw one in the distance. You're yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know that you could like approach the. Uh, uh, okay, we, we won't got dig rockets into it now, baby. <laughs> yeah, we got lots to talk about. Yeah. yeah, the director said that in the after Breath of the Wild came out, he had so many fans telling him that they wished they could forget Breath of the Wild and experience it for the first time again, and so mm. he really wanted to make Tears of the Kingdom feel that way for people. I thought that was really cute. cute. Yeah, that's cute. Everybody has that moment with the stuff that they love, right? Like, you get excited when other people play it for the first time or watch it or whatever. That's cute. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So to tie a little bow on everything, my Mm -hmm. last thing to talk about with the making of, which I've been going on forever, sorry, um, (laughs) is that the game was actually finished around March of 2022, but the game director made the decision to delay it for a whole year to add a bunch of extra polish, which is why there hasn't been like major glitches or whatever. And it's like, huh, minus the double item glitch. Which apparently Which was just will... patched up. Yeah. <laughs> I need to not update my game so that it can take advantage of that. I haven't done it yet. Yes, um, you should not update your game from what I am reading. Don't do it. Yeah, if you out there have not updated your game, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. But I just thought it was like such a nice like breath of fresh air that they are willing to delay like a pretty yeah. much finished game by a whole year to add additional polish and make sure it was really the quality that they wanted. Like they yeah. released a game that they were really proud of. And I hope that it is a learning lesson for everyone for, else. For everyone out there looking at you, everyone else. <laughs> Red Paul. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I just, I love when that stuff is said because it's going to make a boatload of money. You're still making so much money. They would have, yeah, they would have made just as much money, I feel like. Uh, So it was such a big, I don't know, financial risk to wait it out and not release it since Zelda is like a money maker. But it's good. It's like better and it's like better for your brand and it's like better for players. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. What a good philosophy. We'll see if that happens <laughs> for others or not. Yeah. I don't have the world's highest hopes. Although, you know, they did wait, like what, they put uh, Starfield, they pushed that back like a year. Yeah. I don't know if it was a ready game a year ago or not. So we'll see how that goes. But fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Critical reception. Bridget. Critical reception. So... For what I found with critical reception, first and foremost, it has ridiculously high ratings, like ridiculously high. So 96% on OpenCritic, 97% on Metacritic, Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 on GameSpot, pretty much anything that you look at from an individual reviewer is giving it like eight, nines, and tens. The, um, I I don't know if Google ratings, I I don't know what they are, but either way, those are at 4.4 out of five. So I'll just list that one as well, because that's probably the lowest one that I've seen so far is a 4.4 out of five. Um, But overall, like very, very good reviews. I dug a little bit into what I could find here for them. So I'll read out some positive ones, some negative ones, because Ooh. I have, sur- I've heard some negative feedback from some folks. So I wanted to capture it here. Um, yeah. but first I'll start actually, you know what? I'm just going to start off with a negative one. Cause I think it rounds it out a little bit nicer. So the primary negative feedback that I have seen and the way that people have phrased it are something along the lines of this guy, unpopular opinion here. And I'll just jump into it. I'm team $70 DLC. So the TLDR of pretty much all the negative comments are, this just feels like DLC for Breath of the Wild. Hmm. I Like, we can dig into it. I actually took some notes after reading that about, okay, does it feel like that? Does it actually feel like a new, fresh game? What does that look like? I think we can talk about it more, but that did seem to be the primary negative feedback. Things like recycled aspects of the game, like the shrines are the same. Or the, like, primary way, like, the map. The fact that the map is, quote-unquote, the same, even though I know that there's differences. There's just a lot of pieces like that that people are poking. Again, these are getting really high reviews, so this is a small minority, but I figured I'd mention mm-hmm. it. Yeah. The On the other side of it, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I found, okay, first off, I found some person that rated it a one-star and then they said, actually, this is a five-star review, and I just wanted to get all you losers out there that are looking at the one-star reviews so that I could tell you how good it is, which I thought was that's, so freaking that's funny. That's very funny. That's very funny. It was so funny. I was like, this guy, okay. Um, but the other like positive reviews that I was seeing actually kind of mimic the other side of it about how it's such a good adaptation. So one of the ones, a lot of the reviews I read were like very, very wordy, so going to try and summarize a little bit here but great adaptation to its predecessor mm-hmm. it does really well with what it had and built on it much more to explore if mm-hmm. you are the adventure type plenty of objectives if you are more the linear type puzzles can be solved in almost any way you can put your mind to 
the combat actually challenging, which is much nicer than Breath of the Wild. So that's kind of the other flip side of it where they're like, no, it was similar, but they added so much to it. Mechanics are new enough and different enough and fresh enough that Mm -hmm. even though aspects of it were similar and building on that same world, that it wasn't DLC feeling. But again, really good reviews. And overall, I think people... I also saw people saying, like, actually, it seemed like they increased and made a more unique and more buttoned experience than Breath of the Wild was, which I actually am kind of on the team of. Like, I think it was actually better than Breath of the Wild, in my opinion, which we'll dig into. But yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yay. Okay. Now, okay, I don't want to I don't want to get your uh, hopes up too high yet cuz I'm afraid that we're going to get some hate mail after some of this conversation. So, also be mentally prepared for that cuz I also have criticisms. Um, hate mail which from everyone me? should be. No. no. <laughs> Will it be from you? No, I no, send no. Them? No. I'm excited. I actually have criticisms too. I have criticisms too. Okay. 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 Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first because I just, yeah, you do it. Okay. My first impressions of Tears of the Kingdom, the first thing I wrote down was just the sounds and how I missed them. It's very cheesy, <laughs> but like how I picked I up. Them. I did. I did. I, I like picked up. A th- so I'm one of those people that like really love Breath of the Wild. It's like in my top five favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I just like loved everything about it. I'd never played a game like that before. Um, and so when I like picked up the first item I didn't know and it was like, doodle do I was like, oh, here I am. And then kind of immediately like puts you into a really long cutscene situation mm-hmm. and I was like oh, okay like it's pretty good like the intro is pretty good I mean I don't necessarily maybe correct me if I'm wrong I don't necessarily think Zelda is like top tier story in my opinion it's more I like agree. but that's not why I play it it has a lot of lore because there it's are lore so heavy many yeah di- I think this is the 20th game I read in the Zelda franchise so there's a lot of different games and a different lore to pull from and there's a lot of people that are so big of fans of the like lore that they know it inside yeah. and out but I agree with you I wouldn't say that it's necessarily a story driven game like that's not yeah. ever really been like, the point I, don't I know. genuinely could not really tell you the story of the of Breath of the Wild I couldn't mm-hmm. I loved it but I, I couldn't really tell you like the finer points besides like yeah. beating Ganon in the castle you know what I mean yeah. um so that was kind of my first impressions my last first impression is when you like dive out of the sky as like the one of the first things that you do I was just like oh my gosh what a way to start the game like just beautiful like it was just such a nice way to start Mm -hmm. the game and then I also thought it was hilarious how he was like really drippy when he got out of the water (laughs) and there's literally like a timer in the corner there's a timer in the corner for how long he's gonna be wet (laughs) what And like Link is just wet, and it's like I mm. love that so much. I did not notice that at all, but I love yeah. it. Yeah, I feel like um, I'm really excited to talk about this with you because I, on the total flip side of you, played Breath of the Wild, and I honestly, okay, so I don't actually know how long I played it. I looked, and it said that I had over 70 hours on it, 
And I was like, there's no way I had over 70 hours on this game. I don't even think that I beat a, a boss. Like one of the, I don't even know, remember what you call them in Breath of the yeah. Wild. What were they? I don't know. Uh, bosses. Yeah. Bah, I don't know. Whatever the, the I divinity, don't remember, the divine honestly. beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Divine yeah, beast. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never actually beat a divine beast. That's how little I played the first game. Wow. And I love Zelda. I played it a long mm-hmm. time. It's just Breath of the Wild was not a game for me. I didn't like it. And the getting into it this time, I was really excited for it because I wanted to see how they like changed it up and made it fresh. And I love Zelda. So I was super excited for this one. So I think it'll be interesting because the only reason I had over 70 hours, I realized was because I gave my brother my switch on vacation and he played Breath of the Wild the whole time. Oh, that makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, oh yeah, I've probably only get- played this game for like six or seven hours. I don't think I've played it much more than that. So Getting into this one, my first impression was I was super impressed with the sound design of it. Like, I love all the fun facts that you had for it because of all the things, the sound design of it was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. The uh, cutscene, neither here nor there, nor there. Like, I agree with you. Yeah. It, <laughs> I actually went and looked up uh, what is the story of this for this podcast so that I would know what it was because it was. I wasn't really following it, but you know that I skip through text boxes, so I thought that was maybe I don't even me. skip and like it's more just like okay. Okay, we're playing Zelda now. Yeah. 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 Um the other thing for me was the reason that I think I hated Breath of the Wild so much. And hate I know is a strong word, but I really felt hate in my bones because I love wow. Zelda and I couldn't play it was the uh, Great Plains in Breath of the Wild. I couldn't get off of the stupid Great Plains because I had to figure out how to fish. And the way that you fish in Breath of the Wild is the most unintuitive bullshit that I've ever seen you in my life. just swim in the water life. and pick it up. Yeah, I was like, where's the fishing rod? I spent forever attempting to find, do all the missions in this Great Plain, trying to get a freaking fishing rod, and I couldn't get one. And then eventually I looked up, how do you fish? And I was like, oh, you freaking throw a bomb in the water how am i supposed to know you threw bombs in the water are you like running and grab it so i was overall very upset about that experience and so getting into this one i was trying to be really like i don't know open-minded with okay is this going to be better if i take it in the same way of the last time of like hey this isn't going to be as straightforward as you kind of anticipated is it going to feel better mm-hmm. and i do think that their opening tutorial area in my opinion was better. It was a lot higher of a learning curve than I think normally I like for areas like that, but it was a lot more interesting and the skills right off the bat to me were way more interesting than and we'll talk more about those, but like all of it seemed already a lot more promising for me than what Breath of the Wild was. So mm-hmm. I was actually really excited after doing that first intro kind of tutorial section cuz I was like, "Wow, They're actually giving me steward constructs to tell me stuff. That's great. I love that. And I I don't know. So overall, I think it was a lot better for me. Good. Good. Yeah. Yay. I still have criticisms. (laughs) Yes, I do too. So we can do, I really do have a TLDR of the story, um, of the intro story at least. So full disclosure, I've played this for probably 30 hours and I haven't even gotten to my first boss. Oh, okay. I've beat two of the four. And how long have you been playing around the same amount of time? I think around the same amount of time. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just our different play styles. I, well, I, I, was... I get lost. I literally like, like on purpose, I like go yeah. look at things and I go fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am excited to do that more. I have only done probably one main side quest mission, which we can talk about because it was such a hoot, but I have beaded the, beaded, beaded. I have beaten two of the four. So I feel like I'm making some progress. Okay. And I have. Yeah. So do you want to do the little like, uh, two minute summary or less yeah. two minutes or less that's that's our new adjustment of the story <laughs> summary <laughs> you mean your 45 minute story summary of horizon zero dawn wasn't what you expected <laughs> when i was editing that i was like oh <laughs> it's good we learn here we're learning it's fine we learn okay two minute story summary of tears of the kingdom so this is post Breath of the Wild world. Something called Gloom starts showing up across Hyrule in Tears of the Kingdom, Zelda and Link. It starts off with you investigating to figure out, okay, what is this gloom? How do we figure out how to get it out of here? But there is a demon king underneath the Hyrule castle. And all of a sudden shenanigans occur. The castle booms up into the air Zelda falls into a pit to disappear and Link floats to safety with this dis like disembodied arm. It's weird. And you end up realiving with this disembodied arm as your new arm, which is the core mechanic of the game where you have this arm that you get skills and powers through your hand. And that is literally like the TLDR of the story is that now you Link are out to find Zelda Mm -hmm. and theoretically like clear Hyrule of this gloom and defeat the demon king. And you do that through a series of temples where you're getting these, I think they're gods to give you their powers so that you eventually can go fight the final boss. Cool. I feel like that was two minutes. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story. I have some fun notes about kind of the arm. Yeah, let's start with like the big mechanic because it's like the whole core of the game. Yeah. Okay. So when you get your new arm, you like walk out and the first power that you unlock is like the, uh, oh shoot, what's it called? I didn't write down what it was called. You like can pick things up and like attach them to things. Ultra hand. Ultra hand. Like, I keep thinking of ultra feast, like cat food, but it's fine. <laughs> ultra feast. <laughs> you don't even have a cat, do you? I used to have a cat. Oh. I don't have a cat anymore. But Oh, sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Although I think it might be fancy feast. That's fine. Just keep going. Oh, you were thinking of fancy feast? I there must have been okay, no, just keep it's fine. I feel like ultra feast is a thing though. Ultra Ultra Feast. Ultra fast? No, that's not what this is. (laughs) It's not a thing. Oh, oh no. I don't I made this up. It's an it's an office joke. It's an office joke. It has nothing to do with cat food. (laughs) to do with cat <laughs> it really doesn't <laughs> okay never mind okay let's keep going oh, ultra that's hand good. that's really good okay so you get your ultra feast power and <laughs> ultra hand you ultra can hand. pick stuff up and attach it to other things 
Uh, and the other the other piece is like in your little intro area, you start mm-hmm. to see this like ghost figure, and mm-hmm. it's and his name is Raru. And when you first talk to him, it says Raru, and then like a reality TV show where they say like what the person is known for, it says <laughs> source of the right arm. <laughs> It just made me think of like you know like the bachelor bachelor in paradise where, or bachelor in paradise and they have like i don't know the little like love shrimp for yeah yeah like, like yeah, loves yeah. shrimp as their like job description i thought it was a really good redoing of the power in breath of the wild which was just like being able to like lift stuff yep. like this was a much more fully featured version of that where you can like mm-hmm. lift things, rotate them, attach them. And I, I really liked how they built on it. Yeah, agree. I love that. Mm-hmm. The uh, ultra hand. I was surprised that you got the ultra hand and the next two powers pretty fast. Like I mm-hmm. didn't anticipate getting all three of the powers all in this tutorial sky Island. Like I really didn't expect it. I can't decide how I feel about it. I kind of like it. Do you? I can't. So I think a part of my hesitation is a little bit that a lot of, I don't want to say all of the older Zelda games, but a lot of them was like, you got a power at a time. And so you do a power and then a level and then you get a new power. And then it was like combos. And that was part of the progression was the different powers that you got. And Mm -hmm. so I think a part of me misses that a little bit when I get all of them all at once, even though Mm -hmm. it's really fun. It's still, I don't know. I feel very mixed on it. Interesting. Do we want to quickly talk about the next two? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So the next power that you get is actually a power I really like. And I'm like, I wish every video game would have this now. You can shoot through objects up through the ceiling. So you can like look up and point a thing and just go whoosh. Up through the ceiling. Ascend, yes. Fancy name. And me just like, you shoot through the ceiling. That's what you do. Um, But I really like it. It gives you a lot of creativity, I think, for how you navigate around the environment. Because now I'm like walking up against mountains and seeing if there's a tiny like two inch ledge. And I'm like, can I weasel my way through that crack? Like, can I do that? Yeah. And that, that was really, really fun. And then the last one is reverse time, which is just like... When an object is doing something, you can highlight it and then it'll follow its path backwards for a set period of time, mm-hmm. which I actually don't use a lot. I don't know. I forget to use it and I think it. I've seen really creative uses of it in videos. I think I just mm-hmm. haven't fully like creatively unlocked that in my brain Yeah. in the moment. Like, cause you can literally like reverse an enemy throwing something at you <gasps> oh. and have it hit them. Oh, yeah, I didn't think yeah, of that. Yeah, That's yeah. such a good idea. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like two levels I just, below everybody In the moment, here. I forget to do that because I'm like mm-hmm. so in the moment. I'm just like trying to like fight and I don't f- remember that I can reverse the thing that they're yeah. throwing at me. I um, honestly never even considered that as an option. So <laughs> yeah. The last one that you didn't talk about is Fuse, which is... Oh, Which fused. is like technically a power and it's where you can... I forgot that that can... was a power. So in this new world, uh, weapons kind of lose their uh, durability by a lot. Yeah. A like lot. Like Holy a lot. Crap. 
and you have to fuse your weapons with other materials in the world to Mm -hmm. make them better weapons. That is like a really primary weapon mechanic. So how you can like level up your stuff. You can also fuse your shield with things and use that creatively. Can you talk to me about how you feel about the weapons destructing? Can you tell me, as somebody who really likes the game, like, can you tell me how you feel about that aspect of the gameplay? Yeah, I see why people don't like it. I totally do. <laughs> I, I like that it forces me to use things that I normally wouldn't use. I like that it challenges you to play the game in multiple different ways and kind of think about things more, like combat more. Mm-hmm. I I personally like it and I see why they did it, right? Because it's like you don't mm-hmm. want to just get a single thing and then have that be the only thing that you do yeah. for the rest of the game. To the point of their goal of like we of like wanting people to have creative ways of like yeah doing combat and beating enemies and all of that stuff, you know? It it doesn't mm-hmm. when you're only doing a single thing, it doesn't lend itself to that type of exploration and like creative gameplay. Although not everyone plays that way, and so it does kind of suck that they're forcing people into that. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice perspective. I think I struggle with it a lot, and we can talk I think more in depth about the combat as we go, but for the weapons just poofing i don't know it feels like one it's a part of the story mechanic this time that this gloom makes all of these weapons practically useless like it totally destroys mm-hmm. your like master sword which is supposed to be unbreakable like that thing just poofs at the right right at the beginning yeah and it feels like the weapons break so much faster in this version versus Breath they of the do. Wild. They do. Yeah. Yeah. And I do. think I think the thing that I struggle with is I'm definitely a hoarder in games. I like to not ever use things because mm. I'm afraid that I'm going to need them at later points. And I've had to start not being a hoarder, but I've noticed that as I do that more it's less about the hoarding and more about it feels like I have to okay for example one of the bosses that I had to fight I went through every single weapon that I have and then I had one weapon left that was like almost about to die I was sure of it and luckily I got him to die before I finished my last weapon but the fact that I had a full swath of weapons granted I wasn't super upgraded but like I had a full set of them and the fact yeah. that I went through every single yeah, yeah, one yeah. and all of my arrows and I still mm-hmm. didn't like I almost didn't kill the boss with all the stuff I had to me it was more frustrating than fun. So I, yeah. I feel like I'm on in the camp of I know that it's fun to be creative with some of this stuff, but I wish that it was just I want to be able to use it. Give me one weapon and in game playtime, let me use it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> like I, I feel like instead it's like I can use it for one or two enemies. And that to yeah. me is just too yeah. fast for me. It's just too much. I will say I think it is too much. But I think that they specifically, like I've noticed, they've added an element of how durable your base weapon is. Yes, I did notice that. I did, I did eventually and notice that. And that is, I think that's why the earlier weapons that you run, run into 
are super breakable and it is very frustrating. So I, I mm-hmm. totally get you. There's a balance that I think is maybe off there for sure. Mm-hmm. I I got this like plus 17 like horn. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really excited about it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be so powerful. And for I like killed like three enemy. dudes on it. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. Exactly. No. Yeah. It was and, very and- frustrating. All the rewards that you get from shrines, because shrines still exist in this one, Mm -hmm. y'all. It's just a different, like, kind of mechanic. It's the same. Whatever. It's the same. Mm -hmm. The rewards that you get at the end are these powerful, quote unquote, weapons. And the powerful weapons, I lose almost immediately when I fight with them. And so the reward that I get, I know that you get, like, a little light bubble or whatever and it helps you get your stamina and your hearts i get that but that to me isn't fulfilling i want something more fun and unique and to get a weapon just to lose it like a few minutes later as i get into like one fight with a set of bobakins like i don't know it's upsetting to me i'm i'm one of those people and i i literally right before this podcast episode read a reddit thread about people being like yo i can't believe people complain about this it's like so purposeful and it makes you be creative and all this kind of fun stuff and I feel like a hater right now but I don't care I don't like it I think I think it's misbalanced I don't know yeah I I can agree that they did not get the balance right there from what you're talking about can we talk about the shrines for a bit sure yeah let's do okay okay so the shrines are very similar. You go in, you get a puzzle, you get a thing. It like mm-hmm. stacks up to upgrade your stamina yep. or your heart vessels. And my thing about the shrines so far, which you kind of have hinted at, I think treasure chests that you find in mm-hmm. the shrines, yeah, they're like not that good. No, they're pointless. Absolutely pointless. And I find like everyone on purpose. Yes. In the first one, I remember opening those treasure chests and getting like outfits yeah. And it took me so long just to get freaking pants for Link. And yeah, I, I had to why? I had to spend so much money on a shirt. Dude was shirtless yeah. for so long. And like, then I just Did you never find his out. shirt? You didn't find his shirt naturally? Like, wasn't it just like a very like ripped up situation? Well, okay, so you start off and you get pants, and then you don't have a shirt for the longest time, but you eventually find the shirt in like the ice part of the tutorial. Did you not find his shirt? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't find his shirt. You just let Link run around in the nude? Yes. What were you doing? <laughs> and he had the, like, snow pants, too, because I found the snow pants. Okay, and so he was, like, shirtless with snow pants. And I was like, this is a look. This is a look. They're yes. going for something here. And then I got off the island, like, off the sky into the ground. Off the sky, right. into the ground. And when you find the first, like, area that has the lady that used to be a kid and now she's, like, hot. Pura. Yeah. I love her. I'm, like, she's, all about her. I am I am now her biggest cool. fan. <laughs> yeah. She's hot now. <laughs> There's a shop there and they mm-hmm. sell, like, shirts. And yeah. so oh my that's gosh, where I bought, bought the shirt. shirt. And it was oh so expensive. Gosh. Everything's expensive. Everything is hard in Hyrule. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Everything's freaking expensive. And the thing is, you can't sell shit now because, sorry, we'll go back to the shrines in a second. But 
I feel like you can't sell stuff now because everything is useful. Yeah, it's you can almost attach annoying it to how ev- yeah. how useful everything is. Like I don't even yeah. want to get rid of a fang because you can attach that to an arrow to make your arrow have more damage. And you're yeah. like, ugh. The the uh, so I had started selling all of the gems that I was finding underground because it was the only way I could make money. And at yeah. some point. And I don't know if this is actually required, but it felt very required to me, was you had to get, like, a fireproof outfit in order to do the fire temple. And it was, like, 700 rupees. And I'm like, yo, I'm poor. I have, like, 20. No, actually, I think when I found it, I hadn't even understood the concept of selling things yet. Like, I was still just running around doing things. So I had, like, zero dollars. And so I decided I was going to sell these things. And then online later, I realized that you can put the gems on stuff to make it more durable. And I had just been selling them all. And now I'm like, but this is the only way that I make money. Do I keep them or do I not? I don't have enough of them to not do one or the other. It's very rough. It's very hard out here. It's hard out here in Hyrule. (laughs) It really is. Maddie's running around shirtless. (laughs) I can't find a shirt. The rewards in the treasure chests are just a couple of arrows. Like, I know. It's like, here's your five arrows. And I'm like, eat this. Like, what? Yeah. mm, mm, mm. (laughs) Yeah. Which is sad because I actually really like the shrines more in this one. But the goods are just lacking. Sad. The goods are lacking. The goods are yeah. lacking. I will agree with you. Okay. What has been your favorite shrine so far? Or like, um, what was your most proud solve? So I have solved a good amount right now, I think, so far. Uh, I have really, really just been enjoying them all up. I think my favorite one, and I'm not going to say favorite because I think it was the hardest, but I think it was like the second or third shrine that I ran into it was one where you had a ball floating in water and you needed to get the ball up to hit a target above it. And then you needed to like do Don't that. Don't give me the solution. I haven't found I that won't. one yet. Um, but you have to do that in a few different ways to like get through these gates. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't think it was actually that hard of a shrine. But when I first walked in, I was like, Oh, and I like sat there and I'm like dropping it in the water a few times and it's just like going blah, 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 blah. and I'm like okay this is not a solution and I'm trying as hard as I can to figure out how to do this and I ended up just walking out and keeping going because I was like I want to keep going I can't figure this out and uh quite a few shrines later I was like you know what I'm gonna give it a shot again and once again I go in and I run around and then I finally figure out what like how to actually get it to happen it was a little silly but I finally did it And it was just a fun moment because for most of these shrines, I feel like they're not that hard because you have so many different ways that you can solve them Mm -hmm. that as long as you can think a little creatively, you can get through the majority of them. Mm -hmm. And that was really the only one I had struggled on so far. So it was just kind of fun to get it. And I don't know if it was actually a hard one or if I'm just silly in some ways, but I I made it. I did it. But it was nice. Yeah. What about you? I think the one that I've enjoyed the most, and then I have one where I was really dumb. Um, <laughs> the one that I've enjoyed the most so far, just because I thought it was a really fun little thing, is like the one where it's like the oh, what are those called? The the toys where they're like they have a bunch of stuff in the bottom of it, so they're always upright. You're know uh, talking like about the like the little birds, the dipping birds. The yeah, dipping yeah, birds? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, how they're. Yeah. Have you gotten to that shrine? I don't think I have. That one's really fun just because it's like that dipping bird toy. What are, what are those called? God, words are escaping me. 
I don't think I didn't know they had a name. Am I like describing it well for the podcast? I think dipping. Are they the ones that um? It's always like sit even when right you try to knock it, it, it's it just like, called a drinking pops bird. Pops back up. Um, drinking birds, also not known as insatiable birdies, dunking birds, drinky birds, water birds, dipping birds, and sippy chickens, are a toy that mimic the motion of a bird drinking from a water source. Well, it, it's not quite. It's I mean, it's not just birds, but it's like anything that has like the weight yeah. on the bottom, and you can like yeah, tip so it, it and then it comes back, back up. Yeah, yeah, that makes. So sense. So there's a shrine that's based around that type of thing, and I think it was really fun to solve. My okay. dumb one, which I gave you a preview, everyone, of my play style here, which is to just, like, fuck around and, like, not really be Find on out. task. <laughs> yeah. And then I definitely found out. And I hadn't gotten the glider yet. And I didn't look up anything. Oh. And I was like, oh, no, does this game, like, not have the glider? Because I was doing, like, no story. I was just literally, like, roaming around. How long like, did it take around. you to find the glider? Well, so what made me turn back and go do the story is I went into a shrine where I spent a ton of time climbing and ascending and, like, getting to this really high up shrine in the air. And then I walk in and I can't even get to the thing because I don't have a glider. (laughs) And I was like, well, damn. And then I turn around and there's no way for me to get off the island. (laughs) And so I just walked off and felled my death. Why didn't you just teleport somewhere? (laughs) Okay. Don't make fun of me. This is where I'm stupid. I literally like I was I just didn't think of it. I just okay. didn't think of it. I didn't okay. think of it. And so I was like, I kept dying and it was like game over. And I was like, I don't know how to get you- off. I'm stuck. I'm you got stuck. The- <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I was like, I'm stuck. And I literally Googled it. I was like, I'm stuck in the sky. Someone help. <laughs> the real shrines I- were the friends we made along the way. <laughs> and then someone in the comments is like, teleport, bro. And I was like, because it Did wasn't me like no no, it was, no 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 oh, okay. someone else had also made the post thank god they took the fall oh, for it okay. i had the same dumb thing where i was shout like, out to that guy i'm stuck in the sky <laughs> help me and then someone in the comments literally was like, just teleport. And and then I did. And then I was fine. And then I went to the and did the story a little bit longer. And then I mm, got the glider got like the immediately after okay. that. I still technically but. don't think I have the camera yet, but I don't care because the camera's stupid. I don't have that so. either. Um yeah, I don't have the camera. I don't have the. I think Ooh, I, I have, will say I have like two slots missing, so I don't know what the two oh, okay. are. Yeah, the one of the shrines that I really enjoyed, I just remembered, was one where it felt like I kind of had to play pinball with balls falling out. Mm-hmm. And the way that you figure out that you had to play pinball was there are a bunch of like little pieces around that I had actually never seen before. They just like stick wherever they're at, and I'm like, I don't even have to fuse them. I just have to like put them there. I was like, oh my gosh, these can be like paddles to play uh, pinball. And it was a really fun one because in order to like play pinball, you one have to like get all the angles correct, which was just kind of a fun trial and error of figuring out like when do I hit it and when does Mm -hmm. it like come around. But uh, there was the treasure that you could get, which it, once again, abysmal rewards, terrible, not worth yeah. the time and effort. But there was like a thing blocking the way that was hanging down. And I had to use my little power to wrap it around to make the cord shorter. 
so that it was out of the way and then I can pinball it over there. So it was nice. like, that, that one was really, really fun. I liked that yeah. one a lot because it felt like I was walking into a different kind of game, like a little mini game almost in that yeah. one. So it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. And the I spark like... of like, oh my God, this is pinball was really fun. Yeah, that is fun. That's yeah, really fun. Yeah. We haven't talked too much about the crafting mechanic. Uh, like we talked a little bit about it, about sticking things that we, I don't know if there's more description that needs to happen there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Um, so we talked a lot so far about that like ultra hand ability and doing the like fusing and all this kind of stuff. But one of the key fun things that you can do in the game and is required for most of these shrines and just for like traversing the world is mm-hmm. they have this new race of people. At least I think it's new in Zelda lore. Maybe it's not actually new. We have the Zonai and their mechanical function. So things that like spit fire and things that like drop water out of them as like two yeah. really basic examples. But it's also things like wheels and birds that can fly kind of and rockets. And a lot of this pick up and append to things skill is the ability to pretty much lego minecraft whatever your way with all of these different like planks and wheels and things to create absolutely ridiculous contraptions and a lot of the puzzles require you to do that but also you just do it out in the middle of the world and there's like little stations set up to be able to do that i love it i love it so much it's so fun it is. Have you taken really advantage great. of it? Have you made a little car that drives around the land yet? Because I have, and it's fun. <laughs> I did, but I can't steer it, so. They have steering mechanisms. You can oh, I haven't found one yet. Yeah, because I found, my favorite one was, like, I found and made a boat. Because yeah. I found, like, the little steering wheel, or I found the steering wheel, I found sails, I found whatever, and I just made a boat, and I went sailing on the sea, and it wow. was really fun. It was very relaxing, but it was so, so cute. Oh, that um, was cute. As I say, my favorite, like, build discovery, which isn't even a thing that I really built, is I was like, what if I attach a rocket to my shield, and then if you do the shield, you fly up in the <gasps> air? That's so cool! <laughs> It took me so long to figure out I could attach those devices to my shield. Yeah. And an embarrassing long amount of time because it was, I picked up a shield that a monster had dropped that had like a bouncy pad thing on it. Mm -hmm. And so whenever it blocked, it boinked them really far away backwards. And I was like, this is great. This is excellent. Um, I love it. All the TikTok videos also are absolutely amazing. I need to delve more into it. I was trying to avoid TikTok stuff. Yeah. It's all, right? at least our TikTok right now is all Tears of the Kingdom, nothing else. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen someone. Sense. I think my favorite one that I've seen online so far, um, other than just the torturing of the poor Crocs, is somebody made a flying ship with rockets on it, and it was just flying around shooting rockets at the, the monsters below. And I was like, this is so intense. The amount of creativity yeah. that people have. I saw somebody make a Trojan horse, and then they ascended inside of the Trojan horse and then drove it into like a town of people. Whoa. And I was like, this is amazing. I feel like I am not at the level that these people are at. Very, very impressive. 
I think that's a great segue into weird side quests. Do you want to talk about weird side quests yes. you've done since apparently you've played as much as me and literally haven't done the main storyline? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it. Okay. I have I have two that I like, one that I hate. Okay. I have one that I've done. So and I liked it. So we can talk about it. So tell me about yours, Maddie. Um, okay. So the ones that I think have been fun, one of them is the guy that's, like, holding the signs. Have you found him? Holding signs? I don't think so. What sign? What did the signs say? We're having the experience that the producer really <laughs> wanted us to have, and I love it. So there's, like, a side quest that you can stumble into. It's, like, a series. It's, like, a big, long series of someone who's putting up signs for those, you know, those materials that are laying around everywhere? You know how there's a yeah. sign and it says this is a company? Yeah. So he's, like, putting up, like, a big sign but it's too heavy and it keeps toppling over. And he's like, I have to just stand here and hold it. And then you use your creativity to balance it out and make it stand up straight without him having to hold it. And so then That's you so like cute. stumble into him and you help him hold up the sign. And he's like, thank you. And he gives you <laughs> rewards. And then and his rewards are actually not bad. Um hmm. And then you can like stumble upon him at the at like another one and then you do it again and they get progressively harder. Like, the signs are, like, progressively weirder weighted, and you have you to remember, do, like, different things. Do you remember where you first met him? Like, where did you find him the first time? It was pretty close to the Pura lookout. lookout that you go to at the beginning, because it's right by those pallets. Okay. I'm gonna I think it's, like, I think it's cute. in front of um, Hyrule Castle, actually. You know, when mm. you, like, first see that chasm area? Yeah, I think. Kind of that chasm did you say chasm 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 right i know <laughs> i just said chasm <laughs> okay what's your other favorite one i like farah the well enthusiast i have been in so many wells and i haven't found a well enthusiast her name is farah and she's a well enthusiast and you meet her in one of the wells and then she's like i love wells will you tell me where the other wells are and she'll give you 10 rupees for every well that you find and tell her about i could be making so much money i have been in so many wells yeah how have i not found she her? will re so retroactively sad. pay you because by the time i okay, had great. found her i had found like three wells okay. so mm-hmm Three is a poor man Wells game. Get with it. <laughs> oh, she told me there's like 60. <gasps> okay. I feel like I've only found about 25. I feel like I'm, but I found a lot of Wells. I have found yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to find, how have I not found her? And yet I've not found her well, the most important well. The most important well. The most important well. I just thought it was really cute because she's like, are you also a fellow well enthusiast? <laughs> it's like, of course I am. Yes. Who wouldn't be? I think that's a fun part of the game we didn't talk about is the, they added the sky, right? Like the sky levels. Yeah. The map theoretically mm -hmm. is kind of the same on the ground level, but with extra shenanigans because of all yeah. the gloom. But then there's a bottom layer that didn't exist before. And a yeah. lot of those you find through the wells, which is really fun. Bottom layer and a top layer. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like it. So my favorite and only I actually played through the whole storyline in this little town it was a town that I recognized from Breath of the Wild which is why I stuck around because I was like oh it's kind of fun that I found a town that mm -hmm. was familiar to me and it was with Cece if you remember her 
and she has started this fashion company uh, where she has very stylish mushroom themed fashion. And I was like, of course, I'm going to do this fashion themed storyline. Yes. Hello. Welcome. And it turns into this like tiny town political mayor like race between the, the people who like vegetables and then the people who like fashion it's such a strange it's such a strange theme but if you end up like figuring out their secrets like you have to stalk them and do shenanigans and then you help like spread the word of cc and uh help the uh, mayor who loves vegetables like bring a new vegetable or a new product into the town if you do all this stuff then she gives you this ridiculous ridiculous hat i cannot explain to you how ridiculous this oh that hat sounds is. so wonderful i think it probably has like negative impact to my actual like stance but it's this giant thing with feathers all over it and a pink bob amazing and it makes link have a pink bob and blue lipstick and earrings and it's the amazing. best thing i've ever seen and so I've been running around beating these bosses and my little pink bob, and it's everything. I everything. love that so much. So you should go find that one because it's yeah, good. yeah, <laughs> the that best is reward good. I've found so far. That sounds amazing. I love that. I want that hat. Okay, can we talk about the one that I hate? Yeah, I wonder I if you stumbled it. into it. So I stumbled we'll into a person who had a cart full of stuffed animals. I am not, no, but I'm sad that this is a one that you hate because that sounds kind of adorable. Well, you walk up to her because she's like kind of mumbling and then it has the thing where it's like, oh, you should go talk to her. Mm-hmm. And she's, and then you like scare her by accident because you talk to her and then her horse gets scared and like bucks a little bit. And so all of the stuffed animals fly out of the cart and into the water. And then she's like, you should help me pick them up. Because you were the one that scared my horse, but you have to pay me 20 rupees as a down payment so I know that you're not just going to take my stuffed animals. And then you start and you have to pick up all 10 stuffed animals in the time span of two minutes and put them back in the cart and they're all like floating in the water. And I did not even get close. I got like four of them in the cart. And then she's like, oh, it... I have to keep it because you didn't get all my stuff. <gasps> and so she just straight you up You only get stole. one chance? You only yes. get one chance? Yes. <gasps> and if you try again, you have to pay her another 20 rupees. I'm so poor. I can't afford 20 rupees to get stuffed animals exactly. out. Do you, have to, do you have to start over if you pay another 20? You have to start over. All <gasps> 10. Okay. I will avoid this stuffed animal cart. I'm not about it. No. I don't want to do it. It's awful. No. It's awful. I will say that I stumbled upon a similarly difficult one, but I don't know if that's because I'm just not creative and also terrible at combat. But there's like a whole town that's been overridden by monsters. I think they're Bobakins. I don't remember which ones, mm-hmm. but totally and completely overrun by them. And I have to go and kill all of the monsters, obviously, so everyone yeah. can return to their home. And this quest is like littered throughout that whole area. Like literally every yeah, single yeah, person yeah. I run into is like, yeah, I'm living here because my hometown is overrun. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go figure out how to un- overrun this town. Yeah. I played this. I swear to God, of the 20 plus hours I've played, I think I played this one for two hours and I still haven't beat it. And 
it is absolutely impossible because the ones that I'm fighting are like, I swear the highest level ones are the black colored ones, which I Mm -hmm. think are the highest level of these monster. And they one hit me even at like eight hearts or seven hearts or whatever I'm at. I get one hit and the weapons that I have aren't strong enough right now, I guess. Like I even fighting with my 30 level, like 30 damage point weapon. And I try as hard as I can, and I've gotten about half of them downed, and there's nothing I can do because I get one hit every single time, and it's devastating, and that one Dang. I hate. Yeah. And, and, and so I don't know if I can take the depression of not being able to get stuffed animals, but at least I don't have to pay every time I try to yeah. kill them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be not- negatives. <laughs> For- yeah. It's like, Damn. Yeah. And she's rude too. She's like, she sounds oh, rude. You didn't do it. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep your money. Um, rude. Yeah, it's we it's hate rude. her. She's yeah. gross. Let's get into our like less more critical points mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. about the game. Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? You start. Okay, mine is a little dumb, but I don't think it's that dumb, mm-hmm. in that. I had a very hard time with the controls. So outside mm-hmm. of just getting used to a Switch controller again, because I primarily play on like Xbox. And so that just like takes a while because you press the yeah. wrong buttons. But even outside of that, the the power arm is his right arm, but you press the left trigger for the powers. Yes, and I'm I do it all the time. Constantly pressing the wrong buttons for things i don't know if it's me but i also have seen like i watch streamers do the beginning because i was just Mm -hmm. curious oh how are like other people playing this game and a lot of other streamers were having similar issues where they were pressing the wrong triggers for stuff and i i I, i'm not necessarily like suggesting things because i'm not a game designer but I just think that it could have been like way more intuitive mm-hmm. and some of the controls are just really cumbersome. Like yep. the rotating is really hard to get used to. I like that it's there, but like it's pretty challenging to wrap your head around. And and so that's kind of my biggest criticism is just... I don't think that's silly. No, I agree. I actually... I wrote something similar, and it wasn't one of the things that made me meh about it, but it definitely, the controls didn't seem accessible to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I had actually written down, I totally see your point with, like, the triggers. I press the wrong ones all the time, but I'm just bad at buttons, so I was like, oh, maybe that's just me. Um, I was upset about the sprinting. I really wish the sprint was just a press of the left stick, um, because when I have to use a different hand, I can't fight and sprint at the same time. And I don't know if that was done on purpose to make sure that that just really wasn't, like, a way that you could play. But it makes it pretty impossible. you can't dodge and, like, you have to, like, focus to dodge, which I also hate. Which is a lot. And then the other one that I noticed that I really didn't like is the way that you attach things to arrows. You have to press and hold about, like, three different buttons at a time in order to, like, attach it. And Mm -hmm. if you press the wrong button while you're doing that, it'll attach the wrong thing. Or... Um, I actually blew myself up once accidentally because I was attempting to switch to a different thing and attach it. And in the middle, I pressed the bomb arrow and I was in a place yeah. where like bombs automatically go off because of the environment. Mm-hmm. And my whole, like I blew, I got blown mm. up in the middle of this fight 
And it wasn't even what I was trying to do. I was just trying to attach a thing to my arrow. And if you want to attach things to your arrows, you can't do a thing like, I want to pick my eyeball arrows every time. You have to, every single arrow you shoot, attach something Mm -hmm. with these like weird three button combination. And it's really hard to do. Like, I I think it's a little rough. It is. It's rough. It's definitely rough. It's definitely rough. Yeah. Um, I don't know if cooking also counts in that section, but the cooking is ridiculous to me. I hate that I have to select stuff and drop it in a pot or drop it next to it. It sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I I do wish that you could go into like a mode, like a, yeah, like a, a cooking bulk, mode, like a bulk cooking mode or something. Yeah. And then you have like your inventory in the pot yeah. and then you just like. Yeah. Like copy Genshin for that. Like it doesn't have to be hard or like new. Just let me not have to deal with what it is. Because when you press A next to a cooking fire, it actually asks you to like sit and skip time instead of cooking. Like pressing A at a fire. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. You have to like go into your inventory, select the things and then like cook them in the pot. And it's too many steps. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was that really the only negative that you had, though? You didn't have any That's, more? like, the primary negative. I, yeah, that's, like, my primary issue at the moment. But to, I've not done as much, like, stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've just yeah. been exploring. And, that, and that's, like, my favorite part of the game, so. Yeah, yeah. I think my, so my biggest negative that I have is really just the combat in general, the combat difficulty. When I mentioned in that one area that it was one hit and I could would die, mm-hmm. I would get one hit and one shotted practically everywhere. Yeah. Like I, that part is ridiculously frustrating just because I have to mm-hmm. kill so many. But mm-hmm. I really get one shotted just about every single like enemy I find. It's not even the bosses. It's not those really like you know how sometimes you run into an em- enemy and it's clearly like a bigger one. But yeah. literally the itty bitty ones that you find just running around the environment one shot me with their really ridiculously lame tools. Like, yeah, it's really frustrating for me. Yeah. And I was trying to think about it. I'm like, why in the world would they have balanced it this way? I don't mm-hmm. get it because I have tools that unless I do like and trick it out a bunch with this fusing ability takes like 10 hits to kill yeah. one and then yeah. they one shot me yeah it's really really frustrating and it's gotten to the point where I skip combat like 95% of the time as much as yeah. possible yeah and I don't want to play that way I like fighting stuff I yeah. like getting the rewards for clearing camps I when I see them there I like to go fight them um and I tried to do that and it's practically impossible and I understand that maybe it gets better like mid to late game. But in my opinion, it's really not fun as an early game player to have to do combat that way. And I just really mm-hmm. wish they would have scaled it better. And then the cherry on top of like that combat is I have played two of the like bosses so far. I've done the fire temple and the water temple. Those bosses are easier than most of the goblins that I fought. Like I That's wild. That's so wild. I beat yeah, yeah, the yeah. fire temple person in my very first try. Mm-hmm. And the water one was the one where I lost like pretty much all my weapons, but it only took me like three or four tries to do it, even with that frustration. And yet I'm getting one shotted 
by mm-hmm. these like stupid minor like goblin things. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's yeah. really frustrating to me. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. Do you just I, like ha- I've experienced that. It is like yeah. quite frustrating. It feels like a little random too. Mm. Because I've noticed that it isn't like every time. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes where it's like, wait, what the? F-? You're just like, wait, yeah. what? Like, what yeah. just happened? I I agree. I don't think that the early gameplay in respects to that is very balanced. I haven't been running into it probably as much as you because my approach to combat is very like ranged. Mm. I how do you have enough arrows for that? Because I only have like ten arrows at a time. Oh, I have like seventy. I get, like, no arrows. Absolutely none. There was literally a part where I needed arrows to solve a puzzle, and I had to teleport somewhere else to buy arrows so that I could come back and beat the puzzle because I didn't have arrows. I Have you been, like, destroying, like, every crate? No. So I mean, don't, don't burn I don't know that I've crates. run into that many. Don't, like, burn crates and barrels and stuff that you see. Like, destroy them. There's arrows in them. I don't think I have run into that many. Like, parents. boxes? I don't think they're like everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, are they on like roads? Are they in town? Where are these boxes? Like camps and stuff too. Like the. But if they're but if they're in camps, I have to defeat those things that one shot me. Yeah, I. So what my approach is like fire arrows or like electricity arrows from far away, and then. And then I get more arrows because I destroy the crates. So there's lots of arrows in the crates. I guess I'll try. I feel like I've been avoiding those camps because every single time I fought a thing, it's just so frustrating that I haven't actually went to go do that. And so then maybe I'm running lean on a lot of the stuff that's needed in order to fight them. But I feel like I'm in this weird circle. This real yeah, weird, that's sad like a weird circle. circle. I mean, I will say it's not that great because, like, like we have already kind of said, the rewards that you find I think are a bit lackluster. At least right yeah. now, I've found them to be quite disappointing. But yeah, at least the crates have arrows. <laughs> <laughs> I will all investigate. I'll see. I think that's the biggest disappointment for me because Zelda for me was never a hard game. I know you said Breath of the Wild was your first one kind of ish, but Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom are not old school Zelda at all. No, no, like, no. Fa- I know that. Fanboys yeah, can totally. like fight me on it if they think no, that that's no. not true. I mean it's not. It's just not. I mean, it's, not. it's just it's just it's not. not old school. It's not supposed to be. It was literally a reimagining, right? Like it's a yeah. reimagining of Zelda. Yeah, and I think a part of the reason that I haven't vibed with this se- like these two reincarnations of Legend of Zelda as much as so many people have. Like, it's very clear. This is an Mm -hmm. amazing game. The amount of reception that it's got is crazy. And for me, it's just not ever really hit for me. And I think it's because I love the old school Zelda so much. And there really aren't a lot of games that do it as well as they did it. Like, we did Death's Door. And I feel like Death's Door scratched that itch for me really well. Mm, I love that that game so much. Yeah, it was really good. I think Tunic scratched that itch for me really Mm -hmm. well. But I want Zelda to scratch the itch for me. And it just, this, these two don't. There's just such a different game that it doesn't. And I want to come in and I do love the puzzling aspects. The reason that I said that I liked Tears of the Kingdom way more is because I think the mechanic of 
like putting things together and building weird stuff yeah is so fun and it's such Mm -hmm. a cool puzzle mechanic that to me it makes it better but at the same time i want to do that and i don't want to be one shot when i kill everything and then i looked it up and i'm like there's no difficulty setting so i'm just stuck with this and it's Mm. i don't know it's okay it's okay i'm just struggling right now yeah. i'm struggling it's hard and i want to keep playing it i just don't want to fight anything because of yeah. how hard it is okay. and that it's that rough. sucks because that's like a huge chunk of the game yeah yeah it's like once again it's hard out here yeah. <laughs> it's hard out here it's hard out here in hyrule it is it's like my kind of tough it is yeah. yeah this gloom ridiculous yeah 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 the one last thing that i did want to mention is mm-hmm. i do think that the karak friend thing we haven't quite talked about it we've just talked about like the torturing of it but they to make the finding of karak seeds different in tears of the kingdom and kind of build on top of that this time they've introduced the concept of you find a little karak with a huge backpack mm-hmm. and he like can't so move he's too tired <laughs> wiggling so cute. and he's wiggling and you have to reunite him with his friend the friend is always like across something or like farther away and then Mm -hmm. you have to build materials or like build something to get him to his friend and i do think that that added such a cute little like aspect of finding the crock seeds in a way that was better than the first one and i thought they did that really well yeah. No, totally agree. I feel like the croc seeds in the first ones were kind of just like a chore. And this one is so cute. Whenever I find one, I'm like, yay. <laughs> yay, I get to reunite you with a friend. <laughs> I, I also just, so then the reason why, for those who haven't played the game yet, all these TikTok videos of like croc torture, is because the backpack that he has that's oversized is the thing that your ultra hand can like pick up and attach things mm-hmm. to. And so people have been building like literal crucifixes and then attaching the Karak to it and like setting it on fire and like, or like attaching the Karak to a rocket and like shooting him in the air. Uh, It's, it's very, uh, it's very wild. People are creative. Yeah. I just get them gently back i build them no i do (laughs) as much as possible gently except when i accidentally halfway drown them because the log that i attached them to turns over (laughs) over. (laughs) yeah (laughs) whoops because i go for efficiency i'm not out here trying to build a beautiful Mm. boat Mm -hmm. with everything on i'm like attach them to a log and send them over It Uh, works until it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, it works until it doesn't. Okay. Do we want to do our wrap-ups? Okay. So I would obviously recommend the game. I know that was a Mm -hmm. big sigh before I say recommend. I would recommend it to people who like Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Yeah. And I know that that's like a weird way to say that. But if you like Breath of the Wild, you're going to like this game. I don't, I feel like they definitely improved on Breath of the Wild, but I don't feel like they changed so much about it that if you didn't like Breath of the Wild, you're going to magically like this one. I don't Mm -hmm. think that that really meets expectations as someone who didn't really like Breath of the Wild. Um, I think I would still recommend it though, just to try it out. I know it's kind of an expensive try it out. So if you liked Breath of the Wild, that's kind of what I would pin it on. The feelings that I had with it 
was I it just wasn't exactly what I wanted but it was again really creative a lot Mm -hmm. more fun than the first one for me I probably if we didn't have this podcast would have quit earlier because I was getting frustrated with some of the combat pieces so much that I just was mad but at the end of the day, I think I'd probably, I know we're not allowed to get it, give it halves because the website, but I would give it a three and a half is I think what I would give yeah. it. I, at some portions. Three and a half game, Three. Oh, I had written it down, but it's gone now. Oh, three and a half mushroom hat. Nice. <laughs> the best and part of the game. Yeah, the best part of the game. I think that parts of it are fours and fives for me and parts of it are twos and ones, which is why it is sitting in there. And if the combat was better, I would bump it up for like a four plus. Um, And maybe I'm just bad and that's okay. But if you're a person who's really bad at combat and feels compelled to also fight everything, it's going to be a little frustrating. So yeah. 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 Maddie, what about you? Um, Recommend it. I agree. If you love Breath of the Wild, you're going to love this. It's yeah. it's going to be fun. I would give it five. I mean, I haven't <gasps> finished it yet. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to tend to. So I think the reason why Breath of the Wild was a five out of five for me is because I'd never played anything like it. Now that mm-hmm. I have played something like it, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to give this a four out of five Karak backpacks. <laughs> Um, I love it <laughs> because it it is really fun and enjoyable. I don't know if it's doing anything new enough mm-hmm, for me mm-hmm. to be like, wow, this is really pushing gaming in a certain yeah. way. Whereas I think Breath of the Wild actually did like push gaming like forward in a way, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and not that yeah. not that five out of five games necessarily have to do that, but. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I gave it a 3.5. And I'm trying so. to be more precious with my 5 out of 5s. Yeah, I mean, for other people, I could see how this is a 5 out of 5 game. So I think, you know, it's just different opinions. And, and different this, is like, this is like borderline 5 out of 5 for me, honestly, mm-hmm. because I, I do really just love this game. But yeah, yeah. Maybe I, maybe when I finish it, it'll yeah. it'll push up the to 5 out of 5, but... Yeah, we can do a revisit, a mini revisit when we finish it. We're going to have to because we're not going to be able to finish Diablo 4 when we play that either. No, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. So we'll ha- I, I like already scheduled, I think on the our, our shared calendar, I think I tentatively put it in like early August or something of <laughs> revisiting Breath of the Wild <laughs> and Diablo. Yes, give us some time to circle back, digest Months later, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And I have the clothes for today, so. Yeah, great. All right. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you liked it, don't forget to subscribe slash follow, whatever the platform calls it, and rate it. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Batty Breakdowns and visit our website, baddiebreakdowns.com, made by Bridget Keen. The podcast art was done by Tanisha Vernicar, and the podcast was edited by me, Maddie was not. Join us next time to hear us to baddies break down Planet of Lana. Woo! Woo! It's a little indie puzzle game. It's pretty short. It's on Game Pass and on Steam and probably other things. But um, my wallet needs to break after seventy dollars of Zelda. (laughs) Yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn was that one oh, quite yeah. expensive, or was that twenty dollars for you? That was probably like $20. oh, I subscribed to PS 
whatever their name is. Oh. Yeah. I know. I'm subscribing to a competitor. How do I feel? I will say, though, that I probably should at least pause my subscription now because I haven't been. I've only been playing Zelda. So I need to yeah. button that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't spend unnecessary money. You just bought a house. <laughs> and you have a I wedding. Don't have money. <laughs> Help, I'm poor. <laughs> You're house poor. That's what they call it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For at least a few months. It's fine. Yeah. For only yeah. free games for the next two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only Game Pass and or free games. Yeah, yeah. As I'll we shell like, out. wait for Diablo to come out, and then we'll probably purchase I was going to say, that. I was like, for the, the next list, I think I still have to purchase a few, but it's fine. Actually, no, I take it back. One of the ones that we are doing, I pre-ordered and already spent that money. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> Sunk cost. Does Doesn't not count. count. Doesn't count. <laughs> Diablo 4 might be fun because we get to play it together, maybe. Is it multiplayer? I've never played a Diablo. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. Okay, are you ready for me to be bad? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, but also we're playing Planet of Lana next. Just FYI. Just <laughs> okay. say that again. <laughs> Planet of Lana, everybody be ready. <laughs> a little sidetrack right, there. All right, bye! Bye!